You're listening to Wisdom of the Ages, the show that taps into the many expressions of universal, ancestral and personal wisdom to ignite evolutionary consciousness. Welcome, world travelers. This is Anne Kate Sullivan, host of Wisdom of the Ages. And today I have a real treat for you. My guest is Alistair David Reed, and he's a modern day butler who works in great homes and castles in Britain and other places. I recently met him in Scotland at Craigstone Castle, and it was a real treat. So I I have to say, <clears throat> as an American, having a butler to help is rather like a dream come true. <laughs> so <laughs> Alistair's full of stories and royal intrigue. So we'll get into some of this. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Alistair David Reed is the owner and director of Alistair David Reed Associates, located in Edinburgh, Scotland. His partner, uh, Daniel, I think you can tell us more about Daniel, but he I guess actually he's the director. His Alistair's list of clients is so long and impressive, and probably it's also secret. He provides butler service for long and short-term clients, for high-end events, weddings, holidays, and he's used to a pretty sophisticated clientele. So with over 30 years of hospitality experience, Alistair Reed has the privilege of working with British and Royal Europe and European royalty, various British aristocrats, families, pop stars, and, and uh, pop stars and uh, film stars, and also some some rogue Americans that show up. So I'll say that <laughs> when I booked Alistair for my daughter's wedding in June, I was skeptical. I was thinking, I can do this all myself. I don't need any help. And I am so glad that I had help. This destination wedding went smoothly. And I was able to enjoy the event, and so did everyone else. And we had a a castle fairy tale wedding that that actually happened. So I was so impressed with Alistair that I invited him onto the show. So if you want to do your destination wedding or some kind of outrageous fairy tale event, uh, you can go onto his website. It's uh, AlistairDavidReedAssociates.co.uk. So when we come back from the short break, I'm going to introduce Alistair and we're going to have some fun and find out what it's like to be a butler in this day and age. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, Director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Hello and welcome back to Wisdom of the Ages. This is Ann Kate Sullivan, and you can find out more about the show on superpowerexperts.com slash wisdom of the ages. And today we're speaking with the real life butler, the delightful Alistair David Reed. Hello, Alistair. Hello, how are you? You well? <laughs> I'm great. So nice to see you. Good to be here. Yeah. So you know, I I I I uh, you know sort of already given it up that that I hired you for the for the wedding for my daughter's wedding. She had this um, this dream. She's half Scottish, and she had this dream that she wanted to rent a, a Scottish castle and and have the real big event. And um, we did it. <laughs> we, we certainly did. A fantastic time. Fantastic time. It was really great. I, it was so fun to see. I mean, there are people from all over the world that showed up, and and thank goodness for 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 Daniel also, who could drive P Americans around on, on the uh, opposite side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that came in handy, and it really went off. I mean, the 
it went off pretty smoothly. We had a, a few little glitches, but nothing that you couldn't handle. Thank goodness. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We adapt all the time to clients. So um, it's always a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. It was so fun to see uh, uh, 35 Americans were in kilts uh, at the, at, uh, that was at Fivey Castle. And to dress some of them as well. <laughs> I think my, my husband's favorite part of the entire thing. I mean, he, yeah, he, he even says this was being dressed by you in the kilt. With he he also had a cape, which he thought was fabulous. And he's he's an ex-middle linebacker, you know, football player, so he can yeah. get away with this. <laughs> and um I think all the men really enjoyed that. You know? Well, you, well, you do know that once uh, once I came back at home again, I put a post on Instagram of a photograph of, of JP with the kilt on, and some <laughs> somebody sent me a photograph and a link on how to tie the laces on the shoes properly. <laughs> <laughs> well, said, no, 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 no. We've got it right. We've got it right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that was one thing that was really fun about the wedding. I, I wound up being the celebrant, which I, I wasn't really planning on doing, but the minister got sick. So there were all these little, you know, last minute things. So I got to do the hand fasting. And um, what I, I loved being in a castle um, with, everyone in in costume it felt like a movie and you know the exchanging of the sashes and the tarta and the and the the drinking of the clay and the I was corrected many times because you know I I I was stumbling and fumbling but it was it was so 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 magical so thank you so much both both pleasure an absolute pleasure yeah so i mean if anybody wants you know it's it's interesting maybe i mean you probably know more about this than i do but when when Catherine said um i want a castle wedding i thought well how on earth but then it seems like there are castles like craigstone and fivey and i think many that you can rent out as an airbnb or and it actually supports the upkeep of the castle is that correct yes uh, there's so many castles and um... I like that, especially up where we were in, Ab- in Aberdeenshire. There's, I think I read there's about 300 castles in that area. Um, so Scotland's full of these beautiful buildings, which which some are still lying empty, but the majority now um, have been have been renovated um, and for that specific purpose, for holidays or for weddings um, or for events. I think one thing that people really enjoyed, um, were, you know, my my mom's side have a Scottish lineage. And so just to go back and and be in that atmosphere, I think, was was really powerful for a lot of people. I'm still getting stories from people and from actually a lot of the um, the young the young people who were, you know, was like really eye opening for them and really, really fun to go back and tap into their roots. I think it's healthy. Well, Craigson. Craigson especially has that, that type of atmosphere. When you walk in the door, you're you feel as if you're going back two hundred years, and um, not just for the decor, but just for the actual building and the ambiance of the place. And um, it's magical. It really is. It is magical, and the land that it sits on. It's um, it's on quite a bit of land too, with with walkways over beautiful bridges and. You know, it, it's um. my mom, I have to send you some pictures. My mom did some beautiful, she out, sat outside and sketched and did some oh, wow. beautiful paintings of, of the, the landscapes. But uh, yeah, Craigstone, it is, it does feel like going 
back in time 200 years or maybe even further that it's jacobite right the uh cat yes yeah and it's also owned by it's owned by scotland's oldest family the uckers mm. um he doesn't the present owner doesn't live there full time but he does come back quite a lot but there's uh, a creation is owned by the oldest family in scotland which is always quite nice to stay in a castle like that knowing that it's owned by scotland's oldest family well, the, the atmosphere was friendly and, you know, it felt like, it felt like we were coming home. I, that was my, my feeling when we got there, you know, be, being greeted, I think being greeted by you and food and having, being helped and, and shown around. It was, um, the doors were wide open. I really, anyway, I really appreciate it. So. Well, to be honest, we work, we work from various venues and quite a lot of venues around Scotland and that's one venue that we fell in love with when we actually the first day we went to see it um and just to inquire if they if they would like our services we fell in love with the place within five minutes um and we still have that view yet it's it's a, a special place it really is yeah that's great and people I think you can find it on what vacation rental by owner um um I think it's probably best to Google um and that way you would find the actual website and the contact details, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um and then what would happen from there is if there is a booking which is being confirmed by Craigston, then our details are on their website um as a link and they just come automatically through to us. Um just like yourself. Um right. and, and we just take the process from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if anybody wants to to experience a a, a, a fantasy castle in <laughs> holiday, there you go. You've got the link. So, um, okay. So I'm kind of fascinated by by something because you know in the states with butler, I don't know anyone that has butler service here. There may maybe in New York or something. But I've anyway. It was so interesting um, to have you come on board and to go. Wow. Here's my Downton Abbey experience. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> Yay. Okay. I'll checklist. And um <laughs> but what is it that inspired you to become a butler? Um that's a very good question. Um I would probably imagine it started when I was quite young. Um in my teens, I would imagine, because I went into hospitality um just as a waiter. Um and I got taught by see everybody in the hotel I worked in locally were we're all the 40s, 50s, and I thought, well, that's quite old. But um, I learned so much from them, um, so, so much. But um, I'm a people pleaser. I like to see the smile on people's faces um, when I I do something for somebody. Um, but I was thinking this as well. Is when I was a teenager, I used to obviously go out and shop for clothes, etc. Um, and I always made an effort to bring something home from my mother and father as well, just so I could see the smile on their face when I presented them with something as a gift. Um, it also has benefits because as a youngster, I used to spend so much money on clothes. And I always got around my mother by giving her a present so she wouldn't get on at me for buying so much. So <laughs> two things there. But um, I'm a people pleaser. I like to make people happy. Um and I think that's what really got me into all this originally, to be quite honest. 
<laughs> That's so neat. So, okay, so back in the day, you know, when when Britain was ruling the the way the world, really, but I think butlers were probably. I mean, I'm not going to say common, but most major households had a butler, right? Most major households had a butler, um, and that's what is called a traditional butler today, where they they wear the morning suit and tails. Um, they are the master of the household. Um, they organise the staff. They manage the staff. They have they manage the chefs, for example. Um, all the uh, silver being polished, all the shoes being cleaned, um, everything like that would be organised by the butler. Um, a lot of these houses now don't really have that. They, as we said earlier, most of the houses now are designed for 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 guests to stay there for a week or a fortnight or whatever. So, a lot of houses, I would say, the vast majority of houses don't have that anymore. There are a few traditional butlers going about now, but that's few and far between. And now we've kind of moved on to the modern butler, um, which is a slightly different role than the traditional butler. How so? Um, the modern butler is slightly different, as in, for example, there's no there's no tails now. Um, it's just a morning suit or a dark suit of some kind. Although saying that, I still do have tails up in my wardrobe, which I can bring out anytime anybody wants. Um, <laughs> for a fee, of course. For a fee. Um, for a small fee. <laughs> for a small fee. But um, yeah, the modern butlers is different now because they have they have a different perspective on their role. Um, there's no polishing silver now. There's no cleaning of shoes now. Um, it's more of a kind of managerial role. So they're still managing staff, but uh, and the chefs, for example. But it's it's expanded into things like if a fam- if a family come and stay for a week or a fortnight, then you're organising the 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 airport runs, the airport transfers. Um, the picnics for for the family if they're going out fishing or shooting, um, things like that. Um, the confidentiality between myself and the guests as well, realizing what that they want kept confidential. So there's a lot of discretion there involved as well. Um, an eye for detail, um, leadership, self-respect, the ability to adapt as well in certain circumstances. So it's it's moved on a bit from your from your traditional butler, um, which is good in a way. Um, I'm all for change um, and adapting to change, but I still I still like to measure cutlery to polish cutlery um, in certain um, certain situations, you might say. You know, it was it was so fun to come down uh, stairs at Craigstone and have the table laid out and to have this. And, you know, I think the Scottish food surprised us. Uh, people were saying, oh, the food in Britain, everything was delicious. Um, the, I mean, obviously, the salmon in, in the in, in that area is, is fantastic. And exactly. um, 
Yeah. <laughs> all the seafood. <laughs> like, and then, uh, you know, speaking of, you know, anyway, everything that you presented and put out on a plate, and I'm sure you have um, different clients with different tastes. And, um, <laughs> and exactly. Well, that's where I'm able to adapt. Uh, my role, for example, depending on the client as well. For example, if it's if it's royalty, then my role would be a lot, 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 lot more formal um, than somebody else. So it's that so it's that ability to adapt to different situations. Um, sure, but, some rogue Americans showing up, not knowing a, a thing, has got to be a little different from from someone who's been. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a traditional role for a very, very, very long time. <laughs> Americans, I've never had that, Anne. I've never had that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. And I and I like that you bring along um, Millie. I hear a little little uh, scratchy scratch in the background there occasionally. Is that? Don't you have a little puppy? Yes, we do. Five months old. Um, <laughs> when we were looking after you, we had discussed on our time off about getting a dog. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a uh, uh, Daniel just happened to see an advert um, while we're staying, looking after your, uh, yourself and your family. Um, and we went to see her, I think, the second last day we were up there. And the owner interviewed us. She, she grilled us, um, quite rightly so. Yeah. Um, and we decided, went home, decided, yes. Yeah. So went up on the last day so we went up to pick Millie up probably about two hours after you left <laughs> um, and then she slept on Dan's lap for three hour journey back to well three hour journey back to Edinburgh four hour journey back to Edinburgh um, so they bonded really well which is great but she's a bundle of fun she's a total oh. bundle of fun I like it I like that you come along with the puppy can you tell us a little bit about uh, Daniel's role um, Daniel um, has had a history in um, banking and accounts um, and event management. Um, he's a director of, of our company. Um, and Daniel is really meticulous with spreadsheets, for example. And um, what she does, I don't like a spreadsheet. I, I'm more paper and well, sort of traditional type way. But he's a, a fan of spreadsheets. He does all the accounts, he does all the uh, taxation. Um, if somebody does uh, contact us uh, looking for an event of any kind, then Dan's the man who who organises all the logistic side of things. So airport runs, fishing, shooting, um, so everything like that, he does that. So that just leaves me free to get on with front of house and everything that I do. So we both work really well together. We both gel together very well. Now, the, the fishing trip, I think was one of the great highlights for, I, I think it was only guys that went on the fishing trip, but <laughs> I don't think maybe one person caught one fish that was thrown back, I think, but, um, but I, but they loved just the experience of, of going out and, and uh, you know, just being, just being in that environment with the, exactly. with the gear on, <laughs> you know, you want to describe <laughs> a fishing experience. Um. Well, I've never actually been in a fishing experience. To be quite <laughs> honest. Put you on the spot but, there. Um, <laughs> but um, I can. You, yeah, you hired. What was his name? He was lovely. He came in and he like that was his thing that he did. They were hired. They were hired the gilly. The gilly. The gilly. That's Fred, right. 
Fred the Gilly. Fred the Gilly. Um, <laughs> and, and he was very informative. Um, he's a really nice chap, a really nice man. Um, and we'll certainly be dealing with him again when we're up there if the occasion arises. Um, lovely gentleman, very friendly, very friendly and very informative. Mm-hmm. No, I think it was good to, uh, you know, to have someone to that was knowledgeable that had the gear that could take that could take all the all the lads out for the for the big experience. Of course, anybody could have gone, I suppose. Exactly, but they all had a a thoroughly enjoyable time. Oh, they did. They did. There were. I'm still hearing stories about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they had their picnics as well. They had their picnics both days, so they were all well fed and watered. Oh yes, I know. You collected us, you fed us, and and, and there were a lot of moving parts. There were a hundred people that showed up for this wedding, so it was. Um, and and you know what's really interesting? I I don't know how you do this, but. Uh, you know, when I plan something, you know it's not going to go according to plan. I mean, you you have you have the template, but then you know, people being people, there are all these moving parts. So my lips, my lips are sealed. <laughs> I will have to say that you you handled that very smoothly, and um, and 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 that was good because that, that enabled me to not lose the ticket. Also. <laughs> And <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's down to first impressions. If you don't get that first impression right, then the rest of the time can be an uphill struggle. It's getting it right at the very, very start, um, which we kind of excel at, to be quite honest. We go above and beyond on everything that we do. Um, and that just shows in all the Google reviews that we have we have on Google now. And we go above and beyond. And we're just people pleasers and we just love having people having a great time. You know, I think one thing that really struck me uh, was that you both seem to really enjoy what you do, which is refreshing in this day and age. (laughs) (laughs) We do. Uh, We we thoroughly enjoy what we do. Um, I I love meeting people as well. And that's something I've always liked. Um, and building relationship relationships up with people um, is just special for me. It's really good. I also really enjoyed all your your stories. You kept us very entertained about breakfast and dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Things I've got to watch what I say because I've I've signed the Official Secrets Act and I've signed a non disclosure agreement, so I've really got to be careful of what I say. So I got too wrapped up in it. And I probably should, I probably told you more than what I should have. But, um... <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh, no. <laughs> My lips are sealed too. <laughs> yeah. <good> to know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so well, okay. Having said that, are are there any stories that you can share that that would be kosher to share? <laughs> um, yes, there's one which which is, uh, and I'm sure. Sure, I've actually told you this one. Sure, that um, I was working at Hollywood Palace as a butler there, um, and it's a traditional Scottish thing that goes on for one week every year, and it's done through the Church of Scotland. Um, and the monarch nominates somebody to represent them for that week. Um, and they get the same treatment as a monarch would do. So all the special plates come out, the crockery comes out, 
the 85 year old cutlery comes out which looks brand new um, <laughs> and this stretches back to Mary Queen of Scots when her son became King of England and Scotland and um, he moved away his court from Scotland down to England and only came back up to Scotland I think once uh, much to the annoyance of the Scottish people but um, he would nominate somebody to to represent him for this week and it's just sort of carried on from there up till now so anyway I was doing that um, and there's a banquet which happens um, within that week and I have to announce everybody into the drawing room so they meet this representative um, and it can be quite nerve-wracking sometimes because I spend a whole day reading every name over and over again so I get it perfectly right because I'm a stickler for for things being done right. So anyway, um, yes, Archbishop Desmond Tutu <laughs> was a guest. Oh, you're laughing. Oh. Yeah. I'm not, um, I mean, I'm just like being impressed. Okay. The <laughs> <laughs> well, Archbishop Desmond Tutu came in and I was standing there. Now, unknown to me, a few people had come up and were standing behind me and they were waving to him. Now, I never saw that. All I could see Archbishop Desmond Tutu with was his hand up in the air. He wasn't waving. He just had his hand up in the air. And I'm standing there going, is he wanting to high-five me or is he wanting to shake my hand? <laughs> and the closer and the closer he got, the more nervous I got. And I thought, protocol, I shouldn't be high-fiving anybody. But I, I'm thinking got to do something so i could still see it in slow motion just now a, bu <laughs> a butler dressed in tails a white bow tie white gloves high-fiving archbishop desmond tutu i will never live that down but i got away with it which is you got away with it did he laugh or what he did laugh he thought it was quite funny uh, <laughs> it took me a few days to recover but uh, <laughs> it was it was funny. I must admit. <laughs> so you had to roll with that one. That, that that's great. I'm sure that sort of thing happens. And probably if you're working at that level, if you if you mess up someone's name, it's the end of the world. Or if you uh, observing protocol is a a big deal, is it not? It is. Yes, definitely. Um, as I said, with the traditional butler, they were. In days gone by, they were the invisible person. Um, they managed everything, but they were invisible. Things have changed slightly now, but certainly with royalty um, and your aristocracy, there is protocol. Um, certainly with royalty, definitely. Um, there's things that you can do, there's things you can't do. Um, but that's what makes the job interesting. And well, give us some examples you know, that maybe would be unfamiliar in the more modern American world. Um, for example, um, clearing a table, for example, with staff. If it's royalty, it's done in a certain way compared to any other client. Um, also, if you do have a senior member of royalty there um as soon as they're finished their plate of starter main course dessert then everybody else gets cleared at the same time 
even if they're finished, they're not. It gets clear. Oh. They go by strict timings. Um, for example, at Holyrood Palace, where I do a lot of high commissioners as a butler, um, I get an A4 sheet of paper or two sheets of paper every morning at six o'clock. Because I'm up at six and finish at midnight. So it's quite a long day. But this sheet of paper gives me the guests who are in for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, guests who are leaving, guests who are arriving. But it also gives me the whole itinerary for the day. So it can start off with seven o'clock prayers, 10 past seven, they walk in the door for breakfast, 7.15, they sit down, 7.20, they get up for breakfast, 7.45, they leave, 7.50, they are downstairs for the doors to be opened of the car so they can get into the cars to go wherever they're going. Um, and that's continuous the whole day, right up until midnight. <clears throat> so you really have to be on your feet and be prepared and organized. Uh, because you don't really have a lot of time to stand about if you have that the A4 sheet of paper with all your timings on. Um, so yeah, it's things, it's things like that. So it can be a different world um, sometimes, but it's enjoyable. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I love all the pomp and ceremony. Um, <laughs> measuring cutlery. A table of 23 and would take myself and four staff probably about four hours to set. Oh, my goodness. Your cutlery thing is really, like, how far apart? Well, you probably have several forks and spoons and knives. and So you measure how, how far apart everything is? It's all measured. Um, you have a, we have a, a measuring ruler, um, and all the cutlery is measured individually for everybody. And then the glasses are all measured as well. Um everything like that, I just love. It's it's me down to a tea. Well, I guess you, you find out at the end of the meal that if they all the cutlery is still there or not, too. <laughs> well, uh, that's another thing. We had they go the they go through the West Strong Room for the coffee and tea afterwards. And we have staff there offering that when they walk in. Um and the, the teaspoons that they have are part of a set which was gifted to Queen Mary and King George V for their wedding anniversary in 1935. Gosh. And it was the city of Edinburgh that that gifted them that. And it's a dinner service for 85 people, and it consists of everything you could imagine for dinner, um, silver-wise. So all your serving trays, your cutlery, everything like that. And they're small coffee spoons, and we have to count them in every night sorry count them out every night and count them back in so if we're given 20 we have to have 20 if we've got if we've got 19 left then panic sets and we're missing a coffee spoon there was one time we were missing a coffee spoon and we searched everywhere we even had the rubbish bins opened and searching all the rubbish bins for this coffee spoon which was valued at 300 pounds um and we went to bed quite upset because we couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, the following day during breakfast, we got a phone call. The guest had it in his top pocket of his suit. What he'd done was he'd stirred his, co- his coffee with a spoon and then put it into his pocket and walked out the palace. Oh, with his, uh, and he, he he didn't realize until later. So he stuck it in there with his handkerchief or something. Yeah. So it was a relief to get it back, definitely. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It's all these wee things. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, 
You know, there's something to be, I mean, I, I like spontaneity, but, but there's also some things that, especially when you have a, it's fine when you're on your own, but when you have a big group of people, having things work like clockwork is actually is very relaxing. You can relax into the moment. You know, you have a, a team that has your back and yeah. that things are, are progressing as they're meant to. And, and I really appreciated that part. And, and actually, you know, I sort of came back, I have learned a lot from the experience too. You know, from Daniel's spreadsheets, I will now do spreadsheets when I do large events. <laughs> one thing, one thing some people mention is they're quite surprised when you see us down in the dining room when they're eating their, their dinner once it's been served by us. But then once dinner is finished, they go up to the rooms and then they find that the rooms have been turned down, the lights have been dimmed, the curtains pulled, the bed sheets folded to a certain level. Um, and then they say, well, who did that? They say, well, we did that. They say, well, but you were serving dinner. Um, mm -hmm. So we, we try and fit everything in um, and it's done to plan. So everything just works like clockwork. I, I also appreciated tea and coffee in the, what room would you really call that? The reception room, I suppose. The drawing room. The drawing room. In the drawing room. And that was nice. And also everybody moves out of the, the dining room into another room or the breakfast room into another room. And um, we can continue on with our, our conversations. And uh, anyway, it was I've, I felt so supported and, and I love what you're doing. You know, I guess... I mean, I don't know in the in the U.S. if anybody can become a butler or not, but uh, but certainly there are always roles for service. You know, I mean, being of service is a is a. I mean, the the you know the royal family really that's what they do. They're of service to their people, right? So it's noble. Yeah. It's a noble. I believe it's true true nobility to be of service to humanity and to the world. I try to be of service in my own way. And um, so what would you say, um, what advice would you give to someone who, who wants to become a butler or to be of service, you know, and, and maybe, maybe um, I mean, over here, it'd probably be more a restaurant setting or something, but what would you say to that person? Maybe somebody wants to come to the UK and become a, a butler. <laughs> right? uh, well, certainly, uh, certainly a passion for the job, definitely. And mm. um, I would say that's the most important thing. Um, but certainly an eye for detail. Um, and also things like your grooming, your presentation. As I said earlier, it's first impressions last. So I, I collect silver and I love shiny silver. And that spreads onto my shoes because I love shiny shoes. My dad always said to me, you can always tell somebody by the way they're, they present their shoes. And it's totally right. So I always have shiny shoes. Um, but yeah, definitely a passion, your a personal presentation, an eye for detail, but most importantly, just be yourself as well. Um, yeah, there was something about, um, you know, dressing for the role. I know when my role suddenly shifted from mother of the bride to, oh, the minister's not here. Can you, I am a minister. So, so it worked out. Okay. Uh, I, I'm like, well, I can do a hand fasting. <laughs> I've got, I understand. I know the script, so we're good. You know, and there was that last minute shift, um, which wound up being really, really special. I, and, and an unforgettable experience. So 
but I had to suddenly change clothes, you know, because that costume is important. And then yeah. I didn't want to be green mother of the bride blending into the background. Now I was like, no, I'm going to go get my Elton John gold outfit. And, <laughs> you know, and take on the role. And um, so, yeah, bringing uh, it was like putting on a play. That's how I, that's how I see it. And it's amazing that you do this all the time, you know, with, with people who are, you know, being of service and showing up for these huge events and, you know, having conversations that influence our, the way that our world functions, yeah. you know? So, so when, when, the, when important people have the support to be the best that they can be, something really, really, really special can happen. So thanks for everything that you do and Daniel does and Millie, of course, we've got to include <laughs> Millie in that. <laughs> 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 so we're we're sort of running out of time here. This, this has been fun, but is there a funny story or or something, some wisdom you'd like to share with us to conclude? Um, funny story, not a funny story. Um, <laughs> not breaking any confidentialities, Alistair. Um, <laughs> trying to think you know, another funny story. Um a funny story. I mean, there you were, you were, you were full of all, all sorts of things. I think one thing for for us that was fun while you're thinking of a funny story is, is you know, it was just because it's a different culture. Um, I think the whole crew were were just very interested in the history, the history of Craigstone Castle and Fivey Castle, but also, um, you know, just the way, you know, also just the stories of Robert the Bruce, the great hero of yeah. Scotland, and you know, who who I. I apparently was at Fivey for a while and also just the the story of the Jacobites and what happened to the Scots pretty brutal I mean with the I you know I don't think I realized quite how how brutal the history of you know especially around the Battle of Culloden and and yeah. know, really a genocide of the Scots so that I mean that's not funny story but but still to understand something because I know people say British but Scotland is its own world afterwards after the trip we went up to the highlands and went up to the orkneys uh to ring a brogue dart which i thought was just completely magical and my son fell in love i <laughs> we'll see he'll, he'll be back over next year probably <laughs> but um it it was it's something i don't know quite how to put it there's something about Ab, you know where where we were, which was Aberdeenshire, where all the castles are, and then when you go north out, uh, you're going really north up toward. You're really heading out towards Norway at some point. Yeah, yeah, and you know, and you get more of a Viking influence. But this, it's so ancient and so alive, and um, yeah, it's it's uh, anyway. It was a very special, very very special time. <laughs> was there a, la a last minute? Anything that popped into your mind here? Yeah, um, a few years ago, I I, I looked after this is the, something totally different away from butlering, but I looked after the German X Factor judges. Um, they came over to Edinburgh, and one of these um, um, marvelous houses was turned into one of the judges' houses, um, and we had spent probably about a month. Um, designing menus for them because they had so emailed me saying they had all these special diets so we spent weeks and weeks planning all these menus um and the day came when they arrived 
and they sat down for their first dinner and we put this food in in front of them and they said oh i think we'll just go to the local fish and chip shop so oh no oh no <laughs> So they went. So they went to the local fish and chip shop and came back with fish, fish and chips for everybody. And I'm standing there with all this special food that we had organised for weeks and weeks and weeks. And they were staying there probably for about a week and a half. So I was thinking, what are we going to do for the next, you know, nine days? Um, but that was that was quite an eye opener. But they had, um, they were there to specifically um, choose. And maybe four or five people to go through to the next round of the X Factor. Um, and they had a wee room <clears throat> to one side with a, a TV and a production team. And they were all speaking in German. So I couldn't really understand who was going through to the next round or not. But I did notice them who did go through because there was people running up the stairs in tears. There was people running out to the gardens oh and, and tears. So I thought, well, they've obviously not got through. Um, so yeah, it was it was quite funny. It was quite an eye opener. Oh wow! Yeah, so it must be. Yeah, I know you, you. You anyway. How interesting to see all of these different um, walks of life. And um, okay, so what's next? Um, we have a society wedding next um, June in Edinburgh, which we are looking after. We're designing and looking after that. So that will involve private chef and staff and photographers, uh, everything like that, which is good. Um, we're back up at Craigston um, next month to look after Sir Orcutt. Um, and then we have a few inquiries for um, Craigston for next year. Um, the, the butlering side of the things have, has taken off extremely well um, over the last few years. So we've got quite a lot of inquiries coming in for next year as well. Um, so that should be interesting to do. And there's there's never a there's never a quiet moment in this house at all. We're constantly getting emails and inquiries about events. So it's going to be quite a full-on year, I think, next year. Um, which is great. That keeps me out of mischief, to be quite honest, if I if I have a busy year. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much. And again, thank thanks you for having me. But yeah, it was, yeah, it was really fun, and I, you know, you taught me, you taught me a lot about service. You know what, it, how how um, noble it is to be of service, basically, and um, and also spreadsheets. That was very very. Yeah. very <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll learn how to do one one day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alice. So, if people want to get in touch with you, what's your website? Website's www.alsterdavidreadassociates.co.uk. That's wonderful. All right. Well, and, that would, and just to spell that, because there's so many different ways to spell Alistair. So it's it's A L I S T E R. Um, spell, spell the whole thing. So www.alistairdavidreadassociates.co.uk. Wonderful. And, then, right. and then Instagram is the hash. No, the Instagram is at ADR Associates. Okay, and you're on Facebook too, aren't you? Uh, yes, we're on Facebook too, um, under Alistair Deverage Associates. Wonderful, wonderful. So, right. uh, well, so I hope I will get to see you again at some point. I don't know what kind of wild event we'll be doing, but you never know, maybe a big book launch or another wedding. Maybe William <laughs> will yes. decide to get married. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what happens. But uh, it was it was absolutely special and wonderful and something I'll never forget. I'm glad you enjoyed it. We thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I thoroughly enjoyed it.
That's great. Okay. So until next time. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. And thanks to everybody who's been listening as well. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.